Welcome, my friends, to the Bob and Brad podcast produced by Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. I am Bob. I'm exactly one half of the Bob and Brad team. And t- today I have my guest host, Mike Keenett's physical therapist assistant. There he is, and it's all his glory. Um, and we're going to interview Brian Bradley. He's with the Egosco method and uh if you have back pain neck pain shoulder pain knee pain any one of those pains you're going to want to stick around because we're going to show you some exercises you could try welcome to the show brian bradley guys thank you so much this is a such a massive privilege i um let me just put on the do not disturb thing here because (laughs) we don't want to be disturbed by my computer okay um super excited to have you here well, I'm very excited. This has been, uh, I'd like to say it's been the highlight of my week, but the last four days have been pretty, pretty good. So we got to oh, really turn it up today. All right, let's do it. No pressure. Um, we're going to start at the beginning. Um, Igasku, what is it? Okay, well, just to let you know, your listeners and your watchers, they will be, they will be tested on the spelling and the pronunciation. <laughs> so I like how you got it there. So it is Igasku. A gentleman named Pete Igoscu in 1971 coming out of Vietnam with uh, injuries all up the backside of his leg. It just happened to be his last name. And um, I know it sounds sometimes like it's like you're sneezing. So a lot of people say we say Igoscu and they say God bless you. (laughs) So I just take it because any blessing would help me. But it's a, um, a guy who came up with an idea on how to fix himself using simple techniques and which we'll we'll see, we'll experience. I'll get people up to start moving around a little bit. And give them an idea that, you know, they're not stuck. And that's where Igoscu comes from is a belief system that your body's just giving you a message, make your physical therapist, chiropractor, MD's job much easier by you doing your part. The whole method's based on that. Well, we should probably mention the book. Um, This is probably the most popular one, right? Yeah, that's uh, just came out about, um, so that would be maybe a year in November, that's the rewrite of the original red version, which is back here on my wall. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so that's the rewrite. A little bit more modernized, some some new stuff in there. You know, uh, they took my pretty face out of that book, which I think <laughs> is really gonna. I think it's really gonna affect negatively. It's a travesty. Yeah. Yes, I I really believe it could be world ending. Yes. So Brian, can we have your background and your connection? Yeah, believe it or not, this is um, 2022. So it's actually coming up on 31 years that I've been with Pete Agoscu. Um, I've only been married 25 years. I mean, this is honestly, <laughs> I've been in two relationships my whole life. I should write a book called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Oh, wait, that's been done. Sorry. <laughs> but the idea behind this, uh, I, I, I got lucky. You know, in 1991, I got lucky. I was working for Health South Physical Therapy and going back to school because never satisfied. And again, that was my own significant stuff. Like I need to know more. I got to get, I got to go know more because I didn't know enough. So you keep searching. And um, luckily I ran into this uh, angry Marine who fixed himself coming out of Vietnam and was bucking the system with, you know, if you could just do cat dog or cat, cat cow correctly, correctly, which we'll talk about later, you could literally cat and dog your way out of blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, seriously, bro. Like if somebody has a, a second degree spondy, you don't really want them to do that dog position, pushing down real hard right. where they're arching their back, you know, or going up into a Cobra, you could be doing this all caught up in a rules-based system. 
And then one day it just hit me about 90 days in and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. That's something else I don't know. And I was intrigued by things that I don't know because otherwise you're not growing. So, you know, I look at this kind of stuff and came out of uh, school, exercise, phys, athletic training and nutrition, going to physical therapy school. And God, I loathed school. For me, it was my attention deficit, as your readers and listeners and watchers already know from watching <laughs> the first five minutes of this. It just didn't resonate with that kind of stuff real well. So instead, what I did is I adopted a mentality after seeing how effective this method was, which is we're going to shift the paradigm of healthcare from symptom chasing to cause-based therapy. And we're going to do it in a way where, because I had the permission with Peter Goscue, he was just on a mission going, look, I've got to create a legacy because there's so many people that are just chronically chasing symptoms. And, you know, luckily 30 years ago, I ran into a guy that was hyper-focused on a fixing himself since 71 coming out of Vietnam and then in clinic. And then of course there's the Jack Nicholas's and all the PGA guys and the NFL guys that helped build the mentality around this. And here we are. Great. So when we first heard of the Egoski method, we didn't really know what it was. We didn't know what to think about it. So we pulled our Facebook group and we had over 200 positive responses saying, you need to get this guy on and talk to him. So we're wondering what sense, like what percentage of people find relief from this method? Well, thank you to those 200 people, first of all, <laughs> for, for convincing you guys to have this pretty face on. And let's be honest, <laughs> um, we, we tout a, about a 94 to 96% success rate. Wow. And I'll tell you, I think it's higher. I really do. Right. Because you have another question probably for me down the road in regards to how's it paid for, insurance, all this other right. stuff. Um, let's get to that question real quick. When somebody says, Brian, is this insurance based? And I'm like, no, that's why it works. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> because you know when insurance gets involved, that thing's just going sideways most of the time. Because you actually, you guys being the experts in the physical therapy world are being told by someone who's not an expert in physical therapy, what you can and can't do, that's Absolutely. a joke. Absolutely. That's literally, that's the travesty. Right. So what happened was Peter Goscue, with no medical degree, a political science degree, sales out of the Marine Corps, how to recruit more people in, blah, 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 Xerox sales school, all these different things. He just went on instincts and started going, wait, this bone does this, so what if I do that? Holy cow, when I put my hands on my head and interlace them, my foot pain doesn't happen anymore when I'm walking. There's got to be a connection. So you guys can connect it via the posterior chain. You can go the, the fascia right. lines and all these different things. But for Peter Goscue, it was guesswork. And again, I ran into him 30 years ago and guesswork worked for me because I knew just enough to be dangerous to come in and kind of put that together with them. And to look at this kind of stuff, the success rate being so high is based on two things. When the customer comes to see us, they're already committed, Mike. They're already in a place where they say, I've been everywhere. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. I've spent $97,000 last year. I sold my home outside of Wisconsin, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait a second. And then, they, then you have to be really careful because if you get them, if they get themselves better too quickly and they start to feel better, then they're pissed off. Really? Because 
Oh, yeah, because they've spent the last five to 10 years chasing something and it could have been this easy. Why wasn't I told this before? And you guys know this as well as I do. There are so many people coming out of med school now with blinders on, rules based. There's no curiosity anymore. And it's, it's uh, the curiosity is, I think, what we ran into and what really works and why. Because the customer, once you can get them to be curious about themselves and use language like when you're pain-free, not if, I don't do if, when you're pain-free gives them a compelling vision. I okay, like when that. I'm pain-free. I like um, What would your life be like? if you didn't have any pain or when you're completely out of pain. And then they're like, well, I'd be able to do this. Well, let's get there. Well, I've been there before and it's everything's failed. Yeah, but you haven't really looked at the collapse of your right ankle in regards to your rotator cuff injury. They are connected from head to toe. And once we can walk them back through that narrative, and for those of you just listening, you're going to want to go back and watch this stuff today. Over my left shoulder is what we call the blueprint for the human body. And we didn't make this up. It's in every muscle testing and function and gait book I have over here. The idea is that once we can reestablish that blueprint in any way, 10%, 50% better, whatever it might be, we didn't say pain. We said the blueprint of where the body should be, which is what creates my arguments with these, a lot of PTs and DPTs in in Europe and UK. Then the client is in a position to say, I'm in a Ferrari. I have the right alignment, put the right fuel in me now versus put the right fuel in me and my alignment's off. I mean, you're just going against yourself there. So we just got to get these people to a belief system that they're not broken. They're slightly bent. It's not a question of if it's a question of when, and you just have to do a minimal dose of a which I'm going to get you guys up and hopefully the listeners up and we'll try some stuff and they'll experience it later. Great. So if someone wants to try the Egoscue method, where can they go? Well, first, you know, you guys talked about the pain-free book. This is, uh, this is in, you know, um, once you go to Amazon, you'll be able to order the pain-free book, right. probably every major bookstore out there. Um, but there's, you know, I have clinics all over the U.S. in uh, Mexico, Japan. We're talking to people in Greece now, Italy, Australia, Germany. Um, let me think where else. Nothing in Hawaii yet. I mean, I have a practitioner who does some PAS stuff over there. We have an institute that trains people as a, posture alignment specialist. And you can actually find people like that on our website, igoscu.com, which is again, up above my shoulder there for the spelling, if you need to see it. And, um, you know, getting, getting help, Mike is pretty easy. The pandemic was a scary thing. Let's be honest, right? right? It was a global killer of people supposedly. And it was a global killer of businesses for sure. Yeah. If you didn't transition and shift in some way. Well, we had already been doing back in the day, uh, beta and VHS tapes, where if you lived in Amsterdam and you had chronic pain, we would tell you, send us a VHS or beta tape with your posture, your gait and anything you else want to show us. We plug it into a system, we watch it, and then we film on that tape and send it back to you via the mail. That was the 80s and 90s. Well, then comes the internet and all this other stuff. And during the pandemic, it allowed us very easily to shift over to what we're doing now. Because if I had you, okay, Mike, um, in the position that you're sitting right now, your left shoulder is lower than your right, unless you're reversed. I don't know how that camera's working, but Just your left right. shoulder's, yeah, your left shoulder is sitting two inches lower than your right. 
And if the left shoulder drops like that, if my right shoulder drops and my head goes with it, I'd be sitting like this. And then the head does that to center it back to the horizon. That's a physical therapist's dream. Can you imagine the chiropractor is salivating right now <laughs> because the spine now is in a, not in a bad position. It's actually in the right position because your shoulders here and your head's cocked itself back here to balance you. All your body did was make an adaptation. The problem is when it becomes a chronic adaptation, then it becomes painful. So when we say, is there a such thing as bad posture? We at Agoscu don't believe there's a such thing as bad posture. There's just deviations from what we believe to be the most efficient because your body, Mike, will find a way to get from point A to point B. It might be doing it a little cattywampus. For those of you who grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know that yeah, word, right. cattywampus. And we'll just give you a way very easily via the books, via Zoom, via digital pictures, via coming in to see us. And let me put something out for your listeners, because I know you have a couple. Um, <laughs> well, I know you have more than a couple. I would love to take a look at all of them. Like if they said, well, what's wrong with me? Can you take a look? I'm going to put it out there where the answer is yes. You get a hold of me on Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. It may take us some time, but I would love to do that very quick consult and be in your corner to help you answer some of these difficult questions that only Bob and Brad could do. Well, and Mike, Mike, no offense. I didn't bring you <laughs> in that, but let's say the Bob, Brad and Mike show. Um, it's a, it's, it's one of these things where, you know, people like us that are out there freely talking about this kind of stuff. It's not because they want to give away a bunch of free stuff. I, I think that you're, I'm around people who like to serve others. That's us. Yes, I agree with you. That's why I agreed to do this show because you're, you are about servitude. I just did a massive uh, podcast the other day. Um, and a lot of it was about the Tony Robbins stuff. Like how'd you get on main stage with Tony Robbins and put you in front of almost 5 million people last year? Well, that's very simple. It's about giving. And when you can educate somebody with a little bit of giving, their Great. questions are answered, their needs are fulfilled. And then they start saying, okay, wait, I'm going to go get that pain-free book. I'm going to start living my life as it relates to when, not if, that compelling future and changing that psychology. When physical therapy as a profession can shift from if to when, their success rate goes up 100,000%. I can guarantee it. Sure. But a lot of times they get caught up in symptoms, which I know you guys have seen. And when you start chasing symptoms, that's not truly why you went to med school in the first place. This is very true because we just talked to a PT who actually is switching over to online stuff yeah. now versus clinic because right. he was sick of insurances and right. their rules, basically. Absolutely. You know how many decades, Mike, we've been saying kill the insurance company stuff right. that you're, uh, you're hooked to not right. Okay. Let me, let me be clear. No insurance people were killed during the making of this. <laughs> okay. What we're saying is kill the belief system that you need to be tied to somebody else for your livelihood. Right. You start taking care of people from the heart. The finances will come. Right. Agreed. So do you maybe want to mention some of the big name athletes or celebrities uh, you guys have worked with? Well, do you guys know Brian? Oh, I was just going to mention my own name, but that's not <laughs> um, Well, Well, uh, Jack Nicholas wrote the foreword for the first pain-free book. 
And that's where golf really exploded a little bit because the greatest golfer ever, uh, don't get me wrong, Tiger Tiger would have been if his back would have, if he would have actually listened and done some work to actually, yeah, if he would have quit treating his back and gone to the whole body, he probably would still be playing at the level that he wants. But lessons learned. Good kid, though. Um, Nicholas, Player, Palmer, Trevino, uh, Nadal, uh, Williams, uh, you name it. The NFL, John Lynch, Trent Dilfer, Tony Vaselli, um, baseball players, uh, Dave Roberts. They just won the World Series not too long ago. Um, Trevor Hoffman, uh, Justin Tuck for those New York Giant fans out there. The entire NFL is, is, is coming on board pretty soon because they're sick and tired of, of looking at things like this. Let me show you something real quick. You guys know the power of the danger of the CTE stuff that's happening with people's brains. Right. So that's the frontal lobe on, on your, I do believe your left over here. Yeah. That's the frontal lobe. Look at that cerebrospinal fluid buildup. Yeah. Now I talk a lot about this because to be honest, guys, I'm really trying to upset the perfect neuroscientist who finally says, look, moron, we want you to tell us what you really think. <laughs> that's not the brain swelling. That's the problem with the cerebrospinal fluid, in my opinion, pressing down on the brain tissue. And in the second picture over here, That's the brain five minutes later after a cervical correction. So when you have a T-spine and a regular imaging that comes in looking like that, I don't have to explain to you guys that that's just as faulty as it gets. So when you have a spine that lost its natural S-curve in any way, you've now affected the ability for any type of shock absorbing through a spring-loaded system. So you could be driving a car, look at Formula One right now. Their major complaints are lower back, lower back, lower back, lower back. Sure. Now I have friends in the McLaren field. I told them already, I said, guys, you got to get me hooked up with these guys because I don't care about, I, I have enough, um, I have enough people following me. I don't need more. Okay. I get that. But I need to infect Formula One, so they quit blaming the car and the road, and they start looking at the athlete themselves being conditioned in a sitting flexion position with their legs out in front of them, where the lumbar load is what, 300 times more than standing because you've taken two of your load bearing joints out. You talk about seriously taking that spine and flattening it out and then compressing it like a bobsledder. And no wonder they start that degenerative disc, degenerative spine issue, or they slip a vertebrae on top of the other. Our job is to not tell them you're wrong, we're right. That doesn't work. You got to go the Bob and Brad route, Hmm. which is, let me give you something else to think about. What if your belief system changed over to change Mike's shoulder before you put him in the Ferrari. Maybe that will alone create a different G-force on the wheel that translates to the car. And all of a sudden he goes from podium seven to podium two, podium one. And I can speak to this. I used to race downhill mountain bikes for McDonald's, Xerox and uh, intense bicycles. And stupidest sport known to man because trees don't move at 65 miles an hour. Absolutely. That's why I moved over to table tennis and pickleball. So they're actually a lot safer. But I went from sixth place, seventh place, eight. I'm like, why am I not? I don't understand this. Because all I was doing was bent over the bike, training on the bike. I got off the bike 
and started doing more stairs and hills on my own. And within a month, I won the nationals in Deer Valley by 12 and a half seconds and then stayed in first, second, third for the rest of the year. Congrats. So uh, thanks. But it's a um, I, I wish it was my idea. It was Pete Agoscu looking at me and going, that's because you've become a biker. Get off the bike. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've become a biker. <laughs> what? You know, and we all know how we feel about road bikers. You know, um, they, they dress in those tight jelly bean wear and shave their legs. Right. But listen, it's an amazing sport. And I understand the addiction. I was doing the downhill stuff, which both of those are dangerous because vehicles or trees or whatever. But let's change the body that goes to it by getting it out of that chronic flexion position. We're speaking to uh, Formula One at the same time. And let's train a body for the sport of sitting. Instead of saying, let's change sitting and go to, this is my standing desk. Let's change the body we take to sitting and you can put a $2 butt in a $2 chair and you're still not going to have pain because a lot of people have a $2 butt and they buy a $10,000 chair and they wonder why the chair is not fixing them. Yep. So we, we just look at this stuff with all the quote famous people that come and see us that makes up 1% of my population. The other 99% are all their friends and family and everybody else who read the books and said, okay, wait a second, this makes too much sense. I've got to give it a try. And then they become raving fans or zealots for us because we don't advertise because you asked what the success rate was. The success rate is so high because I have a population that's already convinced who comes to see us that there's no other way but to get better. Awesome. Can you discuss how finding the root cause of someone's pain is usually related to some sort of muscle imbalance? Yes. Let's assume somebody comes in and they have some TMJ symptoms. So their jaw doesn't open the way that it should. They get a clicking. They can no longer eat like red meat and chewable stuff that's going to really have to have them grind. I purposefully, and so does the method, go to the opposite end of the body. So we get them to understand if I wanted you to throw this ball across this room with speed, where does the power come from, Mike, to do that? If you were the customer and I said, Mike, you're coming in here for jaw pain and migraine headaches, do me a favor, here's a wiffle ball, throw that across the room as hard as you can. Where does power come from? Typically my legs. Typically your legs, your foot has a relationship with the ground, your hip turn, right? Because right? Okay. you get that, you know, kids throwing a ball, whatever. Once you can reestablish the ability to throw that ball, the TMJ symptom disappears because the body has now transitioned from an upper body unilaterally driven, like that shoulder sitting like this, unilaterally driven <laughs> athlete. I'm going to blame the webcam for that. It's true. Yeah, your, your camera's crooked, buddy. It's uh. unbelievable. <laughs> but once we can reestablish a hip-driven athlete, no matter what his or her age, nine years old to 99 years old, once you can get back to a hip-driven athlete, it's a flat-out game changer. So let me ask you this question. Mike, what's your background? I mean, other than the expertise, and this show would be in the toilet without you, I get it. Um, what, you know, what's, what's, what's your expertise? Are you coming from medical? Uh, I'm a physical therapist assistant. Oh, so, yeah. Good. Okay. So you came from the PT world. Think of the psoas itself. 
And you know, there's a lot of hype on the internet now about lay on this thing and have it push into your psoas and it feels so right. Mm-hmm. Or wait, did I just plug that piece of equipment? Okay, exactly. anyway. But you start thinking about that and you're pushing in there, but nobody's asking the question, why is your psoas so tight, short, weak? Which Vladimir Yonda would have called the unhappy triad. Right. For those in the PT world, if you want to hear fame, Yonda was a client of mine for three years. We flew over to the Czech Republic, worked with Pavel Kolaj, Levitt, and did some trade out to talk about the DNS system, which is amazing. I have Liebenson's book back here, amazing stuff. But when you give the customer a reason to wake up their psoas, not work it, but actually get it to let go to its normal length and tension and show them where it attaches, lumbar spine, crossing the pelvis, to the leg on the lesser trochanter, just giving them that idea and saying, do you realize this is the only muscle in the body that crosses from the lower extremity through the midsection to the spine? Everything else works in chains. I think we're ignoring something massive here. We're ignoring something and just saying, yeah, but it's your psoas, it's not really a hip flexor. Okay, well, quit calling it a hip flexor. Let's call it an emotional muscle. It reacts to your diaphragm function. It reacts to your thought process. It reacts to your rules-based system of, I didn't learn that, so it can't exist. It reacts to thoughts are cellular. Hey, Brian, well, how do I work my psoas then? That's the client asking that. Well, I'm glad you asked. We're going to do it in a couple exercises. So for example, you guys probably saw a couple places online where I have people stand up and get their feet straight. I'll show this later. And I just have them do you know, arm circles, something like this. Yeah, I've done those. How is this working my psoas? It's not. Correct-ish. <laughs> Correct-ish. Because this is, this is why it is. Now, let me give you a, a shot. I'm going to see. Nope, my dog left the room. Okay, good. So we're going with some patriotic socks here this morning. There you see go. these? Yeah, there we nice. go. God bless them. Okay, good. <laughs> now, having said that, for those of you that are just listening, you got to see this. This position is a sleeping psoas. This position is a unilateral sleeping psoas. A problem. That Trendelenburg where you're really loaded over here, you wonder why, like in your bursa video, you were talking about the hip pain and the bursa and all that. Sure. But maybe the unload of this side is what's causing the bursa on this side. And yet they're going to treat this side right? versus the inhibition of the psoas iliacus over here could be the reason for that increase on the other side. So one way we get this done is we take people and say, I want your feet fist width apart and five degrees toed in. Now, just by doing that and then applying that exercise, I'll be right back. You could run a commercial right now. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I thought I had this book ready. That's fine. Michael. That, just that picture alone, this long muscle right here, when you straighten up your feet, you've now changed the tension on that psoas because you took that lesser trochanter and slightly internally rotated it from where it was relatively before. And because of that trochanter going medial posterior, it now put a light pull on that muscle, which we have found facilitates a different tension in the muscle. And then from there, 
we apply this motion of the oscillation of the arms, just that alone is like a tree blowing in the wind, but let's pretend that a, a tree is organic enough, which it is, but we don't know enough about tree strength, but if a wind was blowing a tree, wow, that wind is really blowing that tree, those roots are getting stronger because they're, they're having to grip more. Sure. That's how we view the psoas as the rooting of a tree. And knowing that it shares fascia with the diaphragm and knowing that when your shoulders are here, if you follow any of the DNS stuff too, knowing that when your shoulders are here, your whole breathing patterns off, no matter what, it becomes that paradoxical North South breathing. So our goal is to train people for the sport of sitting by not just training them in a sitting position, but finding that, especially that psoas muscle reaction to the, to, the, uh, to the work that you're putting in. For example, um, your business partner mentioned in one of their videos, they have a, a grade two spondylolisthesis. Right. He likes flexion. Right. Extension hurts. Well, of course it does, because you never went after the lack of pelvic movement, correct pelvic movement, that allowed the spine to still arch, which then shoved that vertebrae forward. So there was still an extension mechanism that he was going through life and doing, whatever it might have been. Let's say he was hit in football and pushed back like this. Well, all that mechanism went right at that lumbar vertebrae, probably four, five, five, one, where the one is slipped on top of the other. If the pelvis doesn't match it by giving its own tilt and mobility, then the force gets thrown and the vertebrae slips. And then we treat it as a spondylolisthesis. When it's really a lack of femur head to the acetabulum, to the lumbar spine, getting those three pieces and those bones to work together, that is the psoas job. Sure. And Mike, I don't want to, for the physical therapists out there that are losing their minds right now, <laughs> um, congratulations, because you're getting ready to discover something. But I, I, I don't want to simplify it down to one muscle, because there's hundreds, and they all work in unison. Sure. But if you ignore the psoas and its direct relationship to breathing and the serratus anterior to the scapula, you're in trouble. You're chronically treating symptoms. And that's why I applaud your show because you guys talk about, hey, what if? Hey, what if? Like your show should be required watching and listening for all PT schools for them to come back down to earth to go, let's look at the body a little bit more organically. Sure. So um, when you restore muscle imbalance, how long before a typical patient experiences some relief? Uh, instantly. The same, uh, 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 same minute. Great. So, for example. That's a convincer. Uh, <laughs> or it's uh, Brian's full of it, one of the two. Well, either way, <laughs> I'm either the hero or the zero at the dinner party when somebody says my lower back hurts and I say, hey, let's go try this. Right. And you guys all know the, uh, let me, let me go back over here. And if you guys want, like, this is a picture of, you know, sitting and working on phones and stuff like that, or on a bike, I'll show you later. Let me get to a piece of paper that I didn't write on. 
let's say you have somebody with chronic back pain and they're going, oh, go, okay, like my back hurts. This feels good. This feels good. So now we're confused. Flexion and extension both feel good. You know, what do we give them? And you have, you have 10 minutes, you're at a, you're at a holiday party. And this is one of your friend's friends right. who the friend came over and said, you got to talk to Brian. He really knows his stuff. And the person right away goes, yeah, I've heard that before. My <laughs> back's, my back's special. I don't right. deny that your back is special. I say your back is special. Let me show you how special. Here's a wall. We take the person and we put them in the old wall sit. Okay, so they're, they're smiling until they hold that for about a minute, right. right? So here's their arms. And basically I have them leaning forward a little bit because I don't want them sitting up straight. I actually just tell them, get your T-spine and just do this. Just relax it. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to take this section of their lower back. And for those of you just listening, make sure you go home and watch this. We're taking that entire lumbar section and we're putting them in a position where we're going to assume it's always on. We're going to assume those erectors are always on. Well, how do you get them? How do you get them to turn off? We get them to go up against the wall. This, this is about 110 degrees. That way we're not hurting their knees. You know, I don't, I don't like, I don't really like the 90, 90. We bring their feet out a little bit, sure. always with shoes on or barefoot. So their feet don't slip. Do not do this in socks or you will experience back pain when you fall. You want to push into the floor. Remember that, that relationship of the, the, the foot into the floor, shove that back through the wall for call it 30 seconds. Now, I usually have them hold it for like two minutes. We talk to them and we, we get their mind off of it. And we say, okay, hold that long enough. Push, push, push. Remember, relax your shoulders. And I put my hand behind their lower back and I'll go, you feel my little space back here, smash my hand. And when they can finally smash my hand, then I know that those muscles are being pushed back against the wall. But now go to your anatomy. Go to your PSIS, that little bone that sticks out in the back there. For those of you that don't know, we're actually shoving that PSIS into the wall bilaterally. Both feet are straight, knees are straight. We're not allowing that. Because remember, what's this mean, Mike? <laughs> remember when that foot turns out and the knee turns out? Oh, that I thought you were extending your back. I don't get what you're doing. Yeah. No, gotcha. no, no. We're, once that Rotating. foot turns out, then we're creating a different load into the pelvis and so as we're getting an unilateral reaction so we're so anal about get your feet straight get your knees straight then shove it back you're actually adjusting the back part of your pelvis and you might actually get that si joint correction the person stands up and goes oh my god my legs i used to be an athlete what happened to me and i said that's great we just the reason why your back doesn't hurt anymore is because we just transferred it to your quads joking around yeah sure but I did put it in their mind, the reason why your back doesn't hurt anymore. And now they're really curious. It does feel better. Like, what did you just do? <laughs> but now if I turn this sideways and we said, look, tonight when you go home, I want you to put your legs 90 degrees up over an ottoman. This is about 18 inches, palms up and just lay there doing nothing this is 90 degrees, this is 90 degrees, and you're laying there with your palms up 45 degrees down like this. Imagine if you just did those two exercises for the rest of your life, how much easier 
the physical therapist job gets if the customer shows up and says, I did my exercises all week. Mike, if you got your hands on that person week two and they did that, you're actually working with different tissue. The problem is that we cookie cutter exercises for people. And we say, your back hurts. Here's Mackenzie, here's Williams, here's this, here's this, here's this. Rather than saying, well, Brian was at a dinner party and showed me this. But when we get a good look at you and we take a look at your posture, let me show you something real quick. When we get to see this, this will blow your mind. This is why I don't advertise this because it's almost too hard to believe. And I hope I don't pull up the wrong stuff because I have some. <laughs> I agree. Okay. So, for example, that picture. If you had that guy coming in right away, you don't have to diagnose anything. Remember, we're not talking pain. If you, Mike, you and I are at the mall and we said, look at that guy's thoracic flexion. Correct. Look at, look at how his tattoo's not Kyphosis. even getting enough credit. He's like kyphosis walking around. You imagine what his breathing looks like? Right. You know, he's, he's inadvertently 22,000 times a day going into a trap spasm. Yeah. Here he is 12 minutes later. Yeah, he's pretty straight there. Amazing. And thank God he had the tattoo because then you know it's the same guy. Right. But look how much younger and athletic he looks. Right. And that's a 58-year-old Kona triathlete Ironman who was going further away from his individual records. And now he's catching back up to them and surpassing them again as he gets older. He's like a, he's like a really good bottle of wine. Getting better and better and better. I'm impressed by that hair at 58. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For those of you that are listening, um, he had a little bit more hair than Mike. Thank you. <laughs> Mike, but you wear it well, buddy. You look like an MMA fighter. I like it. Oh, Sorry. thanks. Yeah, mine's uh, genetic, unfortunately. So if someone wants to teach or become certified in Egoscue Method, how would they do that? Okay. So we have an institute called the Egoscue Institute. We do a posture alignment specialist certification. And let's say you guys said, we want to get PAS certified. Okay, great. You go through the training, blah, blah, blah. You do all these case studies. We do a lot of hands-on. We do a lot of mentoring. But we train anybody. Like literally anybody. Like Mike's, who's the dumbest person you know in your life? Okay, don't mention any names. <laughs> uh, one of the guys that runs camera here. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Uh-oh, uh-oh, he must be related. He's a buddy, he's a buddy. Yeah. It must yeah. be his brother-in-law or something because then it's going to be a bad Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, let's just say we said he has zero medical training. To me, he's the perfect customer to become PAS certified because there's zero blinders. It's only about, I'm not allowed to treat pain. I'm not allowed to. All I'm looking at is posture and the alignment. So we get people to forget the symptom and maybe, maybe, it's just an alignment issue by asking questions. Well, have you ever been hurt? Oh, I played college basketball and you know I rolled my right ankle 17 times. How many did you roll your left side? Funny, I only rolled my left side twice, barely, but I rolled my right one 17 times. Now, for those of us in the medical, you guys medical, me non-medical, but medical enough, I call it medical to be dangerous. <laughs> Imagine neurologically what spraining your ankle 17 times does to the neurological system saying, uh, we have a problem in tire number four right. and it's chronic. 
So let's stay away from tire number four. Let's drive this Ferrari only on three wheels, which overloads tire number three on the other side. And then tire number three, which is your knee on the other side, starts to hurt. And then the person says, well, Brian, when you get to be 65, your knee will hurt too. Well, that's interesting. How old's your knee on the other side? The same age. Yeah, so you start to just get people to, you shock them a little bit where, where they stop asking stupid questions. And they're not really ever stupid because in reality, it makes sense what they're asking, but right. if we're trying to break that idea that you're broken, you are not broken. You're not broken. So everybody coming out with our certification in PAS, and when you, when you get that, you can ad adapt it into your own business any way you want. The Agoscu therapist, the Agoscu name, the Agoscu trademark is what I use in the clinics. So we have Agoscu therapists in our franchise clinics, which by the way, you guys should open one. Well, let's be honest. Just saying it. I'm just saying it. Yeah. Bob's trying to get out of doing work. So I don't know if he's for that. <laughs> so uh, well, you know what? I don't, I don't blame him sometimes because the physical therapy world, people look at it and go, it's so glamorous. And these guys will tell you <laughs> uh, it's not glamorous. In fact, I've had two physical therapists I used to work with who are now medically retired because they were too busy taking care of other people. Who's taking care of you? Yeah. That's my job. My job yeah. is to say, let me help you so you can help more people. That's what we did with Vladimir Yanda. That's what we did with Collage and all these guys. Just do our stuff. And it made sense to them, which I think it shocked them because the Czech Republic's pretty good at what they do. And they're going, this came out of America? What are you guys? Uh, <laughs> are you kidding? So um, Pete talked about the pain cycle in his book. Could you um, describe it? Yeah. So for those of you, we're, um, I just happened to have it bookmarked. Perfect. So there's the vicious Perfect. cycle yeah. of modern pain. Okay. So when we look at that, it just gets us into a, it's the typical thing of we live in a, we live in a motionless world. Right. Right. So we do a lot of sitting. Let me ask you guys and your listeners, if you had to think about it, is sitting going anywhere? No, no it sure isn't. It's actually going to get worse. Right. Agreed. Okay. So close your eyes. Picture yourself, picture yourself on the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, you're sitting again, boys. Okay, open up your eyes. So we're sitting again on the toilet. We're sitting in a car. We're sitting at a restaurant. All we're sitting. The time, yep. That's correct. So if we don't change our mind about sitting, and I'm good friends with Gray Cook and Kelly Starrett and all these guys, and we've been on different speaking circuits together, and, and they've adopted a mentality, which is sitting is the new smoking. They're not wrong, but it's not going anywhere. So right. I'm, a psycho I'm a practical psychology guy coming in saying, wait a minute, sitting's the new smoking and the customer knows that they're sitting 90% of the day. They're already going, sitting's the new smoking. I'm going to get cancer. I'm in <laughs> trouble. Versus sitting as a sport, train for it. Oh, sitting's not going anywhere. Let's train to sit better. So let's get to a point where sitting is no longer the problem, the motionless world. Uh, for example, I don't know what bike you guys use if you do any biking, um, but I have a high intensity interval training bike here called the Carol bike, which puts me in the sitting position for eight minutes and 40 seconds. 
Well, what do you mean eight minutes and 40 seconds? You can't get a workout in eight minutes and 40 seconds. That's why I chose that bike because you can never get your time back. If I'm sitting <laughs> like this all day, I don't want to be all over a bike like this for 45 minutes a day on the P bike, the other bike. I don't want to be bent over for that long. I would interrupt it by going from sitting to an Agoscu interrupt, even if it's something simple like this, get back to this, then get on the bike and my body's more vertical and I can create more hip generated speed, which is why I won the US nationals on the bike because I was able to generate more because I wasn't a biker anymore and hunched over. Sure. It's reinvigorating, it's awakening the athlete within at any age. So when you're caught up in this cycle of motionless world, which then leads to we develop pain, but we don't understand it. That's because we're not educated into going, I wonder if it's something that I had to do with this narrative. You know, maybe I did something to do this. You know, I was at a Tony Robbins event years ago where I was doing some stuff with a group of people, thousands of people, and Bill Clinton came up on stage and Bill Clinton was asked a question. This was in 2016 after uh, Hillary uh, had lost to Trump and she just disappeared. And somebody said, well, where's Hillary? And he's like, ah, she'll, she'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. Okay, uh, President Clinton, what, um, what do you say when somebody says blah, 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 and it's all, you did this, you did this, you did this, and it's all bad, like all the Bill Clinton stuff that he did. That's what people were asking him. And he said, well, that's very easy. I don't ever take it personal. I take it very serious and I assume you're right. Now think about that. Wow. You're a jerk. Wow. Okay. Maybe you're right. At least at that point, he sits back and starts to think about the narrative and says, what did I have to do with that person's belief system or perception? Sure. That's very grown up. Now that's missing in politics right now. I know that because these guys right. are morons, but it's a, you know, they, uh, we're, we're no longer sitting down saying, wonder what I had to do with why that person's reacting like that. So I say that because we develop pain that we don't understand is because we're not a lot of times asking and we don't, we don't a lot of times take into account that I may have done something to add to this chronic back pain. So then we move down the cycle. Without self-reliance, we skip self-help and immediately seek help from outside experts, which means I'm no longer part of the solution. If they walk in and they say, Mike, uh, I hope you can get me well. They've put all the onus on you, Mike, versus Mike, I think I have something to do. I did these exercises for the last 10 days out of the pain-free book. You're welcome, Mike. I made your life easier. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, Mike can stay in physical therapy for the next 25 years and not have his own disability problems coming on. So I implore you to listen and say, yes, we're quote experts. Like I'm considered, I'm considered probably the greatest biomechanist on the planet. Uh, now, now I say that only because I say that because I, I labeled myself that. I learned from Bob and Brad that you just label yourself something. Yeah, that's like right. the greatest thing. Uh, Brian Bradley, the greatest. No, I'm just kidding you. <laughs> but some people will come in and go, Brian, I only want to work with you. And my answer is you can't afford it. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have therapists that are around me that actually care about you, that want to spend more time with you. I want you to discover this on your own. I almost wish you would just go read the book and not bother me. 
Sure. Because at that point, you're completely self-reliant. Think about that. The person who comes in and writes me a check for $50,000 and it's happened where they say, I only want to work with you. Okay, 50 grand. And they do it. And I'm like, oh God, I should have made it. <laughs> okay, could have paid for that college. But on the other one, who's more committed? The person that goes to Amazon and buys an $18 book, reads the entire book and does the stuff themselves and comes back and says, I have a question. I'm only stuck on one thing. That book reader is the person who's really committed to solving the problem. Sure. Versus the person who wrote the check. So, you know, there's the perfect clientele that comes to see me. The people that have read the book, the people that have watched the internet stuff and said, now I want to work with your people. That's why our success rate is so high. Not because we're that good. I mean, we're good. You guys are great. But there's a lot of people out there who don't, who don't want to ask their patient, what do you think? And when you can say to them, what do you think that you did to cause this vicious cycle of modern pain? And you go through five of these things and say, the pain continues. And because we don't understand it, we become fearful and scared. That's who you are now. And then that's going to feed into you live in a motionless world, which leads into more pain, which leads into more experts. And then you're caught in this cycle. And now psychologically, you'll never get better. And then at a dinner party, I run into you and give you two exercises. Your pain goes away and you still don't believe it yeah, Sure. because we didn't make the shift. That's why I never asked this question. And for those of you in the PT world, just stop it. I never ask, how do you feel? Because Mike, you and I are working together. You have TMJ headaches and neck pain. I give you three things to do. Mike, how do you feel? Your pain was a 10. Now it's a four. Mike, how do you feel? Better. No, but my, my. pain was a 10 and now it's a four. Yeah. The pain was, it's dropped six notches. Put yourself in the patient's mentality. I feel the same. The pain is still there. Right. Right. When you ask what's different or what's changed about your pain, because something's changed and you go like this, because something's changed. You're NLP in them visually and auditorily. And now they go, oh, I'm so much better. Like, it's not gone. Don't kid yourself. You're not that good, Brian. It's not gone. But it went from like a 10. It's like a four right now. I could live with this. Can you imagine when we start asking better questions and then start saying, now close your eyes. Picture 30 days later from today. If you're already six points better after day one, can you imagine when you commit to yourself and do these exercises, I didn't say if, because you're, then I walk them to the front and say, get your credit card out and pay. Because now you're committed financially to me. You're willing to do whatever it takes at that point. That's right. why the insurance stuff is failing the human race. Agreed. So what are some common causes of low back pain and what are two exercises you would try to give someone to help? Let me go to my trusty book here real quick. And then I want to show you something. I pulled up, for example, here's the air bench, the one sitting against the wall. Yeah. And as you can see, no wonder they took my face out of these books. Look at these two <laughs> supermodels. Um, when you look at this, that's cat and dog or cat cow. If you come from yoga and the air bench, well, there's an easy way to screw up cat dog. I mean, very simply an easy way to do it. When a person gets into a cat dog or cat cow position, 
So this is static back, right? This would be amazing. I call this a silver bullet for back pain. Your back hurts, get down on your back, spend 15 minutes there, slow down, breathe. Well, how do you feel? This is the air bench, which is the old wall sit for skiing to train yourself. That's one or two minutes, 110 degrees at your knees with shoes on. That's another quickie that could help readjust your pelvis. But when we're talking about cat dog, so this is the foot is here, here's that, here's this, and you're rounded over like that, and your head's down like that. So your back is pushed upward into kyphosis, like rounding over like a, like a mad cat like this. Right. That's cat. The dog is uh, here, 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 look up. And, okay, so there's the dog, 10 times each way. Here's how to do it wrong and increase your spondylolisthesis. Increase this. Let's see if you can see me back here real quick. I'll explain. It. This biocharger is a, a, a PEMF machine um, that uh, emits pulse electromagnetic field that we use for just overall health and wellness. So it's not, um, it is a Tesla coil, but I know it looks like it's out of back to the future, but I can't. Move. <laughs> Sorry guys, but here's cat dog. So 90, 90. And then a person usually just goes, okay, you want me to do this, 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 this. <clears throat> if we look at quality of movement. They're really pushing into thoracic flexion and then kind of just dropping out of it and looking up instead of making a deliberate movement from here. So let's go one, yeah. two, three, one, two, three. I would rather have one exercise executed perfectly than 10 exercises done kind of half-assed, right? Yep. We want the result. So we go start in this position, looking up. First movement is abdominal contraction. Like you want to go one, two, three, head goes down, one, notice how my T-spine and neck have not even moved yet. This moves first, shoulder blades come together, head look up, pelvis moves, mid-back, head, pelvis moves, mid-back, head. And when your listeners can get on the ground and start doing that movement where it becomes a movable pelvis first, Hello. <laughs> You're actually engaging the pelvic and lumbar spine movers and rotators. Imagine what piriformis, obturator, gamellus, everything else. Imagine what they're doing as that pelvis is moving over a fixed femur. Imagine TFL, imagine glute, glute medius, minimus. All, I mean, all these different muscles are going, oh, this is what true biomechanical hip joint movement should be. You want to take somebody with a degenerative hip and get them to move better. Get them to quit moving the femur in a non-movable acetabulum of the pelvis. Meaning, let's get them to move the acetabulum and pelvis first. Then as they start to move, there will be that congruent acetabular femur head relationship. Because again, in our opinion, Almost in every degenerative hip symptom I've seen, 
and I've seen tens of thousands, to put them in a frog position or the Thomas test position, you're actually moving femur on an immovable pelvis acetabulum. You're increasing the breakdown. But when you can teach a pelvic tilt done correctly without pushing off the leg, like in these cat dogs, you're moving that femur head, sorry, you're moving the acetabulum over top of this for the first time, breaking cobwebs loose, you know, sure. getting things to move again. The synovial fluid, which you guys call what? Oil? Yeah, it's the oil, right? Like yeah. I remember that from the video. So you're, you're re-oiling the, the scarecrow. No, you're re-oiling the Tin Man. Sorry, Tin Man, right. Wizard of Oz thing. Um, <laughs> so ideally, something like that. Another one, Mike, would be, well, what, well, Brian, I can't get on the floor because I have OA in my knee. Oh, okay. Uh, my knee's killing me. All right, well, just sit in your chair. Come to the middle part of your chair. Don't sit on the edge. Don't sit way back. Just relax here. And now just let your body sit in crappy posture. And then if I said to come up out of that, and sit up straight, what do most people do? Just, they go right up, right. they go right to the sternal lift. Right. Yeah. In the DNS world, you know, the chiropractic DNS stuff, they'd go, that's a noxious movement, meaning your breathing is off. For us, it's you're going here because you're going to throw a ball from up here and wonder why your condyle is killing you. Versus pelvic tilt back onto the tailbone, feet straight, engage the frontal hip muscles to roll you forward up onto those two sit bones underneath you without popping the rib cage. So notice how my hand never moves. My hand's not moving north-south. It's moving front to back as my pelvis is moving. But if you see this, that's, yeah. that, that's that noxious. Sure. So then we could tie that into, oh, Brian, that's why, you know, I have a course out called uh, East-West Breathing. Um, the East-West Breathing is an amazing idea because that would mean that I'm breathing with my diaphragm and it's pressuring downward. So for those of you listening, not in the medical world, picture an umbrella. And when that umbrella contracts, it just reverses the umbrella. I know in general, guys, that's not really what happens, but let's just, for all shits and giggles here, it's, it, it goes down like this and it increases that intra-abdominal pressure. People even start pooping better. Let's be honest. If you're not pooping well, you're not well. And your breathing could be the cause of that. Your pelvic tilt could be the, the, the initiator of that. So Mike, what age are you? I'm 34. Okay, I have underwear older than you are. <laughs> and uh, how about the man sitting beside you? How old is he? 62. Okay, 62 and 34, almost 30 years apart. Who's the better athlete? Uh, probably me. Yeah. Not, not even close. Not even <laughs> close. Not even close. So are you saying Bob is? The older the person is, they remember a day running, jumping, climbing, hopping, climbing trees, swinging from a rope into the river, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Your age group and below, don't get me wrong, you might be the anomaly, right? But picture some of your friends who are trying to be healthy, but they have chronic pain at 25, 30, 35. Whereas we, we don't even know what pain was in our 
teens and 20s and 30s. It didn't right. exist. Right. So when I say who's a better athlete, I'm not saying, okay, now if I had to choose you two in a, in a soccer match, who, okay, Mike, you might be faster and stronger on the field, but I think he's more functional. Well, because he has a phys ed background of when we actually used to use phys ed for phys ed. Right. And Mike, when you have kids, it's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I will admit a lot of my friends are uh, quite out of shape now. And people like my dad is around Bob's age. He's actually in really good shape yet. Yeah, your dad's a machine. Yeah, he still runs he and is. resistance trains and He's stuff. Amazing. Look, I'm going to show you. This is what this is the unfair advantage that I gave my kid growing up. People said, well, you know, you're this guy. Don't overdo it with your kid. And I'm like, oh, no, my kid is my <laughs> I own that little kid. So right. I'm going to experiment. Here's his body compared to another group of 14 year olds, elite little soccer team. Wow. Look at look at his body compared to the other kids around him. Yeah, yeah so he's way more musculature. Zero weightlifting. And he has my genetics, guys. He's in trouble already from the yeah. beginning. All right. But that was because I used to take him to the park and make him run, jump, climb, hop, crawl, go up the sliding board backward, get on a swing and literally get as high as you can and jump off. Remember those days when we used to All do right. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He actually came home from school one day and said, uh, Dad, I'm not allowed to climb trees at school unless I have a helmet on. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my Don't get me wrong. Maybe a good idea, but they're truly not understanding head injuries. If they think that helmet's going to stop the brain from bouncing right. off. The brain. Right. Like they're, they're not. Well, here's the video of him at the same age running a 200 meter run. First time running track. When all I said was pump your arms, your legs will catch up. Look how unfair this is. He's in the back. First track meet 200 wow. meters. He's smoking. He tall. Yeah, he's 6'2 now, plays D1 oh, soccer. Oh, my God. He's, but he beat these kids by 45 meters. Join them. So and, and I, I gave him the unfair advantage because we cheated. <laughs> <laughs> we you flat had, out cheated. You had him play? We had him play. Yeah. We took him back to the 70s and 80s when you used to play outside and not come home. My mom used to tell me, if you show up early for dinner, you're grounded. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? You want me to stay outside? Okay, I'll eat more dirt. It's fine. <laughs> but the idea is that we played, we did all this stuff. Now I have a kid who's 20. So the last 20 years, phones, 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 Xbox, this, this, this. Right. During the pandemic, he's in college, high school going into college. Pandemic hits, the world's going to die. I said, okay, get on Xbox. You can play 12 hours a day on Xbox. Oh my God. Think about that. I'm the movement guy, right? Right, right. 12 hours a day. How did I make him bigger, faster, stronger during the pandemic? How did you? I gave him 13 hours of Xbox instead of 12. That extra hour means that he owed me 60 to 90 minutes of functional movement outside of the Xbox. Oh. I took him back to play. I had him do cats and dogs. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. He came out of it more functional, mm. but he increased his Xbox stuff, which allowed him to socialize with all of his friends when he couldn't be at their house because of the pandemic. Right. 
So we use that for a psychological thing, like go play with your friends. Okay. You know, whatever they were playing, right. The video games, whatever. Right. One of the reasons why he plays soccer so well is the, I, we got him all the FIFA games and I said, don't just play the game, study the game. Why your character on there is doing what he's doing. And he started learning soccer off of FIFA. Why wouldn't you when it's created by professional athletes for professional athletes? Yeah. A lot of NFL players play Madden. They do. Yeah. There's no question. It keeps their brain sharp. And video games can be very positive as it relates to eye-hand coordination, brain synapsing, focusing. I'm in the zone. And that might transfer into, oh, when I was on that field, if I take it all the way out here, we might be able to get the left winger to bring it back. We look at injuries as a positive. So my son had osteochondritis in his knee. That knee was getting destroyed. It looked like it was becoming necrotic. Somebody took a big bite out of the apple. It was missing a piece of the condyle. Took him up to Regenex, had Dr. Schultz do uh, same-day procedure, posterior ileum, pulled out the bone marrow, spun it, injected stem cells the next day. This was at, you know, 15, whatever, because he got sure. kicked. I said, listen, I'm so stoked you got this injury. But if you don't do what I tell you, you will be playing water polo. <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't want to do that. I said, then you're going to do what I tell you. You will not enter that field until you can do a return to play protocol that I put together. You will work with your amazing physical therapist who I hooked you up with. Okay, great. Does all the work, passes this, gets back out there, destroys goes to college this year in the spring playing against, I think UCLA got stepped on and he thinks, okay, my foot's this and this and this. So he's defending, he's defending, he's defending a guy cuts. He turns the foot turns with him, goes to hard dorsiflexion. So the heel drops and then he pushes off and he goes, wow, I just heard a smash. Something broke on my shoe. I think I broke my carbon fiber sole plate. Oh, wow. And I'm like, you broke what? He's <laughs> like, no. He thought he broke the sole plate of his foot, but he broke the fifth metatarsal. Oh. I've never seen a human being cry so hard in his life. Like, I finally am in a starting position. I'm destroying during this game. I'm blah, 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 all this stuff. Then he goes, okay, I got to get ready. Let's go back out in the field. Let's just hang out. We'll support the team. He goes back out. He sees me the next night, and, and I'm kind of chuckling. He's like, you're happy I did this, aren't you? I said, <laughs> You have no idea how happy I am that you just broke your fifth metatarsal. Why? Because you were becoming bigger, faster, stronger. And you want to run on a soccer field? Your kyphosis is getting worse. Yes, you've squatted this. Yes, you've bench pressed this. Hey, you can finally bench 225 three times or whatever. That means nothing on the field if you can't transfer weight and not break your foot. So now we rehabbed him. I hooked him up with a great physical therapist here, Andy Hara, who does more of the Gary Gray method. Took him through all the star movements, all that stuff. And I'm in every visit. He knows I'm that dad. He's like, oh, my dad's here. My dad's Uh, here. And I I said, yeah, I'm going to see what you're doing wrong. And it's not what Andy's showing you is wrong. I'm watching you half-ass going through this motion. I'm watching you step forward like this to let that back foot roll over, let that tibia rock over your foot to go to the flexion position, but you're doing it like this. Meanwhile, 
it should be like this, right? We got to get that mid-back scapular movement, everything else. Sure. And he's like, oh, I see. You're not correcting his stuff. You're correcting me doing it in the wrong way. And I'm like, yeah, Andy's not here to waste his time, bro. All right. So for the listener out there, just hear me out. The ankle and foot problem was indicative of a thoracic lack of range of motion and stability problem, in my opinion, that was shutting his hip down so that when he went to push off and do this, the foot took the hit. Sure. Instead of the ankle, the knee, and the hip absorbing the load. Just like your business partner, in my opinion, sure. with a grade two spondy, the grade two spondy had no choice but to happen, but don't avoid extension. Avoid extension without the pelvic tilt, yes. Right. But when you can create that pelvic tilt, it's a flat out game changer. But you'll never create that pelvic tilt with shoulders and mid-back that are lat-driven, trap-driven, tricep-driven versus letting it sit in a better position organically, not just scap relationship, but the actual T-spine becoming a mobile, segmental mobile, each vertebrae moving together. That's what this crazy Marine back in 1971 decided to teach, which was whole body motion. Let's just simplify it, which drove people crazy for a while. But now everybody's adopting it, which is great because that was part of that paradigm shift. Gray Cook, who has FMS, said, without Peter Goscu coming into the world with no blinders on, we wouldn't be functionally where we are in medicine. That was such an amazing statement yeah, coming from a, one of the best that's out there right? to a guy who has zero medical, zero. Like I used to joke with him and go, tell me about the five rotator cuff. And he'd think about it. He goes, I don't uh -huh. care. Meanwhile, there's only four. And right. he would go, he'd say, I don't care about the rotator cuff. I care about the gross position of the shoulder. Sure. Not the small muscles that are now having to do the work that the big deltoid is no longer doing. Well, so, Mike, yeah. to answer your question about some of the exercises, the, I, I, I'm telling you the book has, you know, all kinds of them. I, I implore people to at least go there and try them. At least look at some of these very simple ones like the air bench, the static back, and the cats and dogs, and then get a hold of me and say, you're either the zero or the hero. And I'm okay with both. Because it's would... just a conversation starter. I would like to mention too that you guys have a YouTube channel with a lot of these exercises because I was trying some of them out the other day. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's online, and you know, you know, I probably have 900 versions of an exercise. You know, not of one exercise, but of other exercises. Um, like for example, standing arm circles. You know, when we were doing this, okay, hair palms up. That could be done sitting in that anterior pelvic tilt. That could be done kneeling. You know, so there's, there's different positions. All of this could be done. Sure. You want to try something? Sure. Like, are you able to do the podcast from a standing position or no? Bob would have to talk for me because you won't be able to hear me from back right. there, but yeah. Okay. So Mike, you're going to do the work. Yeah. Sure. If we got enough wall room, if I have to go on a wall, I don't know. You're going to be, uh, you're going to be standing up behind your chair built by the lowest bidder. But here's what I want you to feel like. You just, just, uh, just stand up, take your shoes off, and uh, let's get you to um, stand behind your chair or move the chair out of the way. Okay. And I encourage your listeners to do the same thing, but if you're driving, don't even think about it. 
Okay, so just in that position, just close your eyes. Where's your body weight from left to right? Like which foot do you feel is carrying most of your body weight? Left. Okay, in the left foot versus the right foot, where's the weight from front to back? Do you feel like it's 50-50? Do you feel like one's more in the heel, one's more in the ball of the foot? Are they even, where is it? Right was front outside, left was heel outside. Okay, so to like you're one of my clients coming in, and I would say, is that indicative of okay, you're loaded more on your left than your right? We know that, whatever percentage. Remember, this is his subjective opinion, not me being the expert telling him where it is. He's feeling heavier on one side versus the other. With your eyes closed, <clears throat> Mike, and we're gonna look at you. Can you feel where your left hand is compared to your body versus your right hand compared to your body? Are they in the same place or is one not touching the body and the other one is touching the body? Yeah, the left is not touching body. Okay, so remember when you were sitting down and I kept saying, hey, left shoulder position, this, this, this. So I'm finding enough things. You can open up your eyes. I'm finding enough things for us to say, hey, we found some deviations in how you look and how you feel loaded. We're going to compare them to this blueprint. Now we're going to put you through two exercises for your upper back. And then we're going to retest everything. Okay. Question for you. <clears throat> Do you feel comfortable bending over toward the floor without hurting yourself to see what it feels like and see how far it could go? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so can you turn sideways so we can take a look at you? Let me just preface this for all the listeners. Mike's a good looking guy. He dresses well. He's such a great person. Um, so you remember, guys are sensitive. So now when we show him what's wrong, we don't want to hurt his feelings. Okay, so go ahead and just bend over and just hang there for a second. Straight back or rounded? Uh, whatever. Remember, put yourself in the customer's idea of what movement would look like to them. <clears throat> Come back up. Can you do it this time without bending your knees? Okay, come back up. And for those of you, if you really go back and rewind this 10 seconds and listen, it sounded like Mike was giving birth to twins, uh -huh. okay? So Mike, remember you're 34. I, I like the younger guy in the room doing this because the younger the population is, I believe, I think Bob and Brad believe, we have a serious problem going on because of the chronic sitting. So we're not gonna get rid of sitting, we're gonna combat against it. So let's have you back up a little bit. Stand in the middle of one of those squares facing me so people can see your feet back up just a little bit. Yeah, good, right there. Now bring your feet fist width apart from each other. Bring them really close to each other. Yep, and now toe them in five degrees. So very, very slight, oh, that's about half of that. Yeah, good, so you're very slightly toed in. Remember, Right, so we're going, the reason why we're standing in this position is that we, we trap your foot here, it goes up the chain and traps your entire femur, and now that's locked out. Now put your hands in a uh, open palm and then take them to an open kind of a fist. So here's the fist, open it up to there where your fingernails and palms could touch. Put that down to your side, and now relax your shoulders down out of your traps. And if I said slide your shoulder blades together using like rhomboid trap two, trap three, stay out of trap one. So I just want you to pull your shoulder blades together behind you. 
hold that, bring your arms up to 90 degrees, and now circle forward, thumbs going forward 40 times, elbow straight, go. You can, don't lose counter, we have to start over. By the way, Mike has uh, trouble with his uh, left hip. Yeah, I have a tight right ankle and sore left hip. Too much running. I love that he just said that. <laughs> well. The, oh, no, 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 Mike, no, Mike, no, Mike. Let's pretend that we, we, we made you say that because that's the customer saying it's too much running. My response is, but what about your right hip and your left ankle? They're on the run with you. The right ankle is an old injury. I still have limited mobility on it. But yeah, the left hip started from running distance more. Yep. Okay. So yeah, look, the right ankle injury in the past. Remember, feet, fist width apart. If you moved, bring them a little closer toward each other. Toe them in a little bit. Now do the same hand position. Shoulders down, shoulders back. Bring the arms up. And now go palms up and circle up and back 40 times. Yep, speed up the circles. So you can see how that speeding it up is moving. Remember, this is the tree blowing in the wind. Come on, lock those wrists out. Don't bring the wrist up like this, lock it out. So this, this movement of his arm is the tree blowing in the wind. What we're looking for is the organic root system to start taking hold now to control that oscillating upper body. Now, take your hands, same position. Put them right here on your temples behind your eyes. Okay. okay. Try to take your wrist and make it a straight line, not flexion or extension of the wrist. Left shoulder especially. <laughs> okay, now close your elbows together and then open them back up 30 times. Go. The key was to get them together, Mike. <laughs> together? My head's too big. Because of your brain. I understand. All right. Yeah, get those elbows to touch. We're good. Try to touch them behind you. Good. I'm sweating. That's okay. Remember, you're only doing two exercises. So let's pretend you are the customer who goes, wow, this is a lot of work. And we don't want to push them. So we say, we're going to do a minimal dose times 30 days. So it's not just that your muscle tissue is reacting. Those bones are starting to learn how to glide on that thorax now. Yeah. Okay, back up a little bit. Just relax. Close your eyes. Just normal feet? Yeah, wherever you want your feet, you put them. Okay. With your eyes closed, where's your body weight left to right and front to back? What's different? What's changed? They feel more even and both more posterior. Okay. How about with your eyes closed, feel where your left hand is compared to your right. Is it different? A little closer because my right hand is touching my shorts and my left hand isn't quite what it feels. It's better. Yeah, it feels better. Okay, let's, let, even if we don't say it's better or worse, it's just different compared to where it was. So now we can make an assumption. Because his loading is different and because his thoracic is different, turn sideways, bend over again, and tell us what that feels like or what the range of motion is like. easier. I mean, my hamstrings are still tight. But... That's okay. Come back over and have a seat. If you're the customer, remember, put yourself in their psychology. Did you win just now? Yeah. 
you made some progress. All right. Yeah. I'll tell you who really won is when you go over to Bob and Brad for physical therapy work <laughs> and you did your work, their job gets easier and they don't have to retire early because you killed them. <laughs> Good point. Now think about the chair built by the lowest bidder, which is what you're sitting in. Your relationship of your body to your chair, what's different now? I would say I'm more upright, maybe. Okay, okay that's think. perfect. So I have, to, I have to lean forward into this mic a bit. That's half of it. But. but that's okay. Your hips should feel like you're in more contact with the same chair you were sitting in 25 minutes ago. Right. Change the body going to the chair. Don't change the chair. Gotcha. And here's the other thing. Stop teaching people how to sit correctly. Have them do the exercises and sit any way you want. Sure. Because if we went to watch Bra you know, Braveheart, the uncut version is like four hours long, an amazing movie. I don't want to sit up straight for four hours. I want to have a cherry Coke, my popcorn, and my Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality let's let's get you to a point where you how many i bet you guys as pts how many times have you have you heard a person say my my new car is hurting me i have to sell it yeah uh, yeah That's people, a, absolutely people will get specific cars just for certain seats their seat right oh yeah well you buy a mercedes c-class or something and you sell it a month later you took a fifteen thousand dollar hit that's an expensive loss Change the body going to the chair rather than saying there's something wrong with the chair. And with our, between the four of us, you three and me and all of Agoscu, we literally are on a mission of giving information to people to kill the fear, which then, if you think about it, kills the vicious cycle. Sure. So I love when somebody comes in and says, my back's killing me. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, there, there's a mazillion things we can talk about, like the bike and uh, a polar heart rate monitor, right? These things are great. I slap this on uh, Mike and say, get on this bike. It's going to tell you exactly where, your heart rate is. What it doesn't do is tells you a story. It doesn't tell you the story of how your heart rate got there. But if Mike comes in looking like this, shoulder down, head forward, he's breathing north-south, he's actually artificially reaching his heart rate because he's so dysfunctional on the bike. So he's actually expending less energy to get his heart rate into the fat burning zone and he wonders why he's still fat. Now, Mike, what I'm telling you, you're not fat, Mike. Sorry, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> no, you're fine. Hey, you know how guys are, they're sensitive. Um, but I'm gonna show you this picture. This guy's in pretty good shape. And along with this female too, they came to us with chronic back symptoms, but check out the difference in their body. Yeah, Both of them are weightlifting pictures, but in a, a close to a 90-day period, look how much leaner the abdominal wall is, not right. because he lost weight, but because his pelvis and his ribcage are now speaking to each other. 
And when you can show anyone that they can lose weight by just doing some postural work, can you imagine what every female watching this show, and I consider myself a chick because I have three sisters. <laughs> that's a before and after in 90 days. Not only does the back pain better, but look how much leaner she is because yeah. her lymph system started working. Yeah, sure. you could see the pelvic tilt and the shoulder angle and everything. So, listen, if somebody said to me, what do you do for a living? I'd say I change people's lives on a daily basis. And they go, okay, Tony Robbins, what do you really <laughs> do? Right? And I'd say, listen, I'm not kidding. We take people's fears and we help them put them down with a little bit of education. Like your, your listeners might be asking you guys, what shoes should I wear, guys? I have brand new Hoka's and I have used Hoka's in my garage because they feel like you're walking on a cloud. And after four hours on a pickleball court, I want to get the heck out of my court shoes and into my Hoka's. Sure. But when I go to the gym, I wear New Balance Minimus or I wear five finger uh, shoes, Vibram five fingers because I want to be as barefoot as possible and allow those feet to do their job on the intrinsics to allow hundreds of movable parts to support me when I'm on the pickleball court. So we just have to give the public a way out of fear. And that's what Igoski was all about. And it took a guy coming out of the Marines in Vietnam who was in fear himself because of his injuries to convince a loudmouth like me who was so close. I mean, literally, I'm telling you, I was here because my significance was, I know what I'm talking about. Guys, I, I'll be honest with you. There's people out there listening who are going, so do I. I don't really, but I got to sell the public. <laughs> Just admit it and then educate yourself into something so much more simple because the customer wants simple. Well, Brian, I would, I think Mike would uh, agree with us, uh, with me, that you've blown our mind. <laughs> and and help fix me. Right. <laughs> Which yeah, because now idea. we have a 34-year-old runner who can actually not have to blame his right ankle causing his left whatever. Right. We can start saying, injuries happen, guys. Look at my son. Injuries happen, but you can get better from those. Again, um, so at this point, do you want to uh, mention your website? or? Yeah, I would love, listen, uh, I would love to, um, Egoscue is up here. You'll see over here, it's E-G-O-S-C-U-E, Egoscue.com. But if you don't mind, um, that's also our Instagram page is Egoscue Method or uh, the Agoscu Method on Facebook. But here's an interesting picture uh, that I'll show you. This is a discussion on my Instagram page of uh, the cold plunge that I have in my house at 34 degrees. That's a, that's a massive piece of ice that I pulled out of the water that it made because it filters and does all this stuff. So I, I surround myself with these biohacking things on my page. I'll show it to you. You know, the biocharger, this, all yeah. these different things. Normatex are over here, you know, all kinds of stuff. But I, I want people to go to the page so they can learn something like this. Um, education, I think, is paramount for people to take fear in and put it down. Here's a picture of a commercial on TV talking about foot and ankle on my page where I say, <laughs> are you kidding me that that is what you're trying to sell people? So if you could go to the Brian Bradley and it's the Brian Bradley guys, because Brian Bradley was taken by a Tampa Bay lightning hockey player and he wouldn't sell it to me. I'm really not that narcissistic. Uh -huh. sure. so 
please go to Agoscu. Um, let's build that relationship together. Um, guys, I hope this isn't the only time that you'll have me on your amazing show. I, you want me to do something? Let's get controversial. Let's talk about, you know, whatever. You've I'm open been for amazing. It. I'm open for it.